Hello wrestling fans, welcome to a special edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. It is SummerSlam weekend, which also means it is Smash Week. Already as I've recorded this, there has been four events hosted by Smash Wrestling, including OWE, Smash vs. Progress, Progress Wrestling, and WXW Ambition 11. Today there will be WXW show at 4pm. All of this happened at the met in Toronto, and later on tonight, I will be attending Super Showdown 7. Let's take a quick rundown of the whole card, and I'll give you my predictions as I'm about ready to leave London for Toronto. We'll have the tag team titles on the line as Halal Beefcake defend against Fight or Flight. I see Halal Beefcake retaining their tag team titles. There'll be a special match involving Rosemary taking on a more aggressive side of Sebastian Swab. He'll have Anthony Kingdom James in his corner. I'm going with Sebastian Swab picking up the victory over Rosemary. I'm even going to be wearing Sebastian's Winner Gets Hugs t-shirt today. There's a Mike Rollins multi-person match with What's in the Box. Uh, apparently it looks like with a poll that was put up on Smash Wrestling page, there'll be five entrants four of which will win uh, by opening a box and getting a prize. Just not sure who the other four participants are going to be. So it's a little bit harder to determine. It's definitely going to be a comedy match, and I'm looking forward to seeing the genius that comes out of what Smash does and, of course, the mind of Mike Rollins. There's going to be a tag team match with Walter and his tag team partner, Daisuke uh, Sakamoto, they're actually going to go against each other at the 4 o'clock show with WXW, but they're going to team together to go against Pillar members, Brent Banks and Tarek. I don't think uh, the Pillars are going to be able to withstand the power of Walter, and then I'm not sure what his tag team partner is like, but I see Walter and Sakamoto winning. Mike Bailey won the Northern Tournament to earn a shot at the Smash Wrestling Championship but I see Kevin Bennett retaining uh, over Speedball Mike Bailey there's going to be a women's uh, match with Jody Threat against Veda Scott and I see Jody Threat picking up the victory over Veda another women's match is on the line as a rematch from the main event of the Canusa Classic which happened here during London Comic Con last year and it has Jordan Grace against Lufisto. And I'm going to go with Jordan Grace picking up the victory. Even though I do have my Lufisto t-shirt with me for this trip for tomorrow's summit. Then there's a triple threat match involving Tyson Dukes, Carter Mason, and Jason Kincaid. This is uh, going to be quite the hard-hitting and high-flying uh, from Kincaid match. And I still think the veteran Tyson Dukes is going to pick up the victory over the two younger opponents, which actually Kincaid's not that much younger as Chris Maloney and I discovered a few episodes ago. So that is the Super Showdown 7 by Smash Wrestling happening at the Met tonight at 8pm. I believe the doors open at 7 with the first bell at 8. You can still get your tickets at the door and you won't want to miss the biggest night in Smash Wrestling's calendar year. So there WrestleMania happening on SummerSlam weekend. 
Another event that I'm attending and we're going to run down for you is the Summit. It's all women's event featuring Smash, Rise, Femme Fatales, and Shimmer. There's going to be an exclusive meet and greet happening at 9 a.m. featuring Jody Threat and Mary Lee Rose taking on Alexia Nicole and Maeve O'Farrell. There'll be another match selected by Bull Nakano, who's doing a clinic today here in London. I believe I heard it was at the Tyson Dukes Russell Factory. And the women who impress her the most are going to be invited to Toronto to put on another match. Also in attendance for the exclusive meet and greet will be Bull Nakano. Vanessa Craven, Amal, and Addy Starr. Then it goes to the main card at 11 o'clock. And I'm going to run down the matches and give you my predictions. Dust will take on Delmi Exo. I'm going to pick Dust to win this one. Veda Scott against Ashley Vox. I once again see Veda Scott putting over somebody, and in this case, Vox will win. Shotzi Blackheart against Delilah Doom. These two women have quite the storied rivalry with each other, and I think Shotzi Blackheart will end up taking the victory. There's a four-way with cheerleader Melissa, Allison K, Lufisto, and Priscilla Kelly. This one, I'm going to go with Lufisto to get the victory. There'll be the Rise Championship on the line as Zoe Lucas defends against Ariel Monroe. I see Zoe Lucas retaining her uh, championship. Mercedes Martinez will defend the Femme Fatales Championship against Jordan Grace. I see Jordan Grace picking up his title on the show. Nicole Savoy defending the Shimmer Championship against Nicole Matthews. Unfortunately, Nicole Matthews is unable to uh, work in the United States due to visa issues, so the chances of her being able to pick up the title means she can only defend it in Canada or anywhere but the United States. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. It would be interesting to see what Shimmer does if it did happen, but Nicole Savoy will retain her championship. And then the first ever Smash Wrestling Women's Championship will be crowned between Casey Spinelli and Rosemary with Xander Bale as a special guest referee. Three of these ladies, all three of these ladies were against each other along with Allie in the Smash and Impact Twitch special in February. So they have a long history with each other. Sandra Bale and Casey Spinelli have also been a tag team as Bale Spin. So she might have influence on what's going to happen. I do see Casey Spinelli picking up the first women's championship because you never know how much oh, pain, should I say, um... Rosemary's going to be in after her match with Sebastian Suave the night before. So that is the summit. It's happening at the Met this Saturday, tomorrow, at 11 a.m. Get your tickets for the 9 a.m., which is only $10 for the meet and greet. And you're basically getting four hours of women's wrestling. So don't miss out. And finally, the third show that I'm going to is Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. And that's going to happen at 3 p.m. at the Met. And it's the final show that Smash Wrestling is hosting of eight and four days. T-Hawk is going to take on Daniel Garcia. I'd love to see Daniel Garcia win. This is going to be my first time seeing Daniel live in action since his uh, car accident in January. Al Lindemann is going to take on Brandon Cutler. 
And I see Al Lindemann picking up the victory. Psycho Mike Rollins and Brent Banks are going to team together to go against SCU. I see SCU picking up the victory. Jao Jingjia takes on Sammy Guevara. And I see Jingjia picking up the victory here. Sima is taking on Daniel Maccabee. And Sima should pick up the victory in this one. And Sonny's Eye versus Buck Anderson versus Bolo Fung should be a very entertaining three-way match. And I see Sonny's Eye picking up the victory. And that is OWE at the Summit. Or the Met, should I say. OWE at the Met, 3 p.m. on Saturday. On our next episode, I hope to have all the results from all eight shows hosted by Smash Wrestling. And we'll run down that and also the NXT card along with SummerSlam. There's a lot of information to come up in the next episode. And it's going to be a fun week in Toronto if you have a chance to get there. These are not the only matches that are happening. There's tons of other things going on, including Ring of Honor, New Japan, Destiny Wrestling has icons. Uh, Chris Maloney of the Sharpshooters attending the Ring of Honor uh, show that's happening at the Matami, and that's also tonight. If you're in the Toronto area, don't miss any of the action. Plus, the meet and greets that WD is putting on, whether it's free at different stores throughout the GTA or at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. It's a wonderful weekend to be a wrestling fan. We'll be right back with more information on WWE and AEW. This past week, AEW put their tickets on sale for their first TV show, which will happen in Washington, as apparently going to have about 16,000 fans, and they sold out in about three hours. Since then, AEW has announced their next TV tapings, which will be on October 9th, and that will happen in Boston, Massachusetts, at the Eggins Arena, and then on October 16th, they'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We know that on the first episode, there will be actually a crowning of the first women's champion for AEW, plus they should be starting the tag team tournament as at All Out, there'll be a winner getting a bye for the tournament. But before all that happens, all Out will happen on August 31st in Chicago, Illinois at the Sears Center. There's currently seven matches announced, and the pre-show will have a 21-woman casino battle royale. The winner will receive a match for the inaugural AEW Women's Championship scheduled for the October 2nd AEW show on TNT. Brandy Rhodes had announced the signing of several women to the AEW roster, including Teal Piper, who's the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper, I've released, and Jazz. Other matches scheduled to happen include Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc in a three-way match where those guys are liable to bring out more than just staple guns. Cody is going to take on Sean Spears, who will have Tully Blanchard in his corner. The Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, will defend the AAA World Tag Team titles in a ladder match against the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, will take on the Dark Order of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. This is going to be a tag team match with the winners receiving the first round bye 
in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. John Moxley is going to take on Kenny Omega, and with how things went at Double or Nothing, this is going to be a really big fight between them. Plus, Adam Page takes on Chris Jericho in a singles match to be crowned the inaugural AEW World Champion. It all takes place on August 31st at the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois. Surrounding that will be StarCast 3. There's 11 shows going to be available, and some of them include a sit-down interview with John Moxley and Jim Ross. Of course, there will be a Tony Schiavone episode, the women of AEW with Brandy Rhodes, and the return of CM Punk to anything related to wrestling. Still don't know if he's going to be part of AEW, but he does have his own open mic panel happening during StarCast 3. All this is available on the Fight TV app. And right now, if you purchase StarCast 3, you'll also get StarCast 1 and StarCast 2. So it's a lot of panels, whether you saw the them the first time with Chicago last year or even Las Vegas in May you'll get it all including the 11 new panels on your Fight TV app. Taking a check at the New Japan G1 tournament going back to results from August 1st Jeff Cobb defeated Takagi Yano defeated John Moxley by countout Naito defeated Juice Robinson by pinfall Jay White defeated Taichi by pinfall. Goto defeated Ishii by pinfall. Then on August 3rd, Bad Luck Fale defeated Kenta. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Lance Archer. Evil defeated Will Ospreay. Ibushi defeated Tanahashi. Sonata defeated Okada. August 4th, Block B. Ishii defeated Yano. Taichi defeated Juice Robinson, Goto defeated Jeff Cobb, Jay White defeated John Moxley, Naito defeated Shango Takagi, and on August 7th, Block A, Sonata defeated Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale defeated Tanahashi, Will Ospreay defeated Kenta, Kota Ibushi defeated Zack Sabre Jr., and Okada defeated Evil. On August 8th, Yano defeated Taiji, Naito defeated Jeff Cobb, Goto defeated John Moxley, Jay White defeated Juice Robinson, and Takagi defeated Ishii. So as the standings are right now, in Block A, Okada has 14 points, Ibushi has 12 points, with 8 points is Sonata, Kenta, Tanahashi, and Evil. With six points, Will Ospreay, Bad Luck Fale, and Zack Sabre Jr., and Lance Archer rounds it out with four points. Over in Block B, it's really tight at the top with a four-way tie with John Moxley, Jay White, Goto, and Naito all having ten points. Yano and Ishii have eight points. Juice Robinson, Jeff Cobb, and Taichi and Takagi all have six points rounding out the bottom of 
Group B. It's still anyone's opportunity to come out on top of Group B, so we'll see what happens as the tournament continues and gets closer to the finish. There's still two more days for points to be gathered, with Block A competing on Saturday, August 10th, and Block B on Sunday, August 11th. The finals will happen on Monday, August 12th, with winner of Block A taking on the winner of Block B. So it all wraps up this Monday. And this brings your update on the New Japan G1 Tournament. This Saturday, WWE presents NXT TakeOver Toronto. It's the second time they've been in Toronto for a TakeOver, and this is another stacked card, just like all the other NXT cards. Right now, I'm just going to quickly run down the card and give my opinion on who I think is going to win, just in case we don't end up going live with Chris Maloney on our Facebook page. It's going to be a hugely busy Saturday for myself as I'm hitting a whole bunch of shows and if we have time to bring it to you we'll do another preview just as we're about to go live for the actual show on the WWE Network. The only non-title match that's happening is Candice LeRae taking on Io Shirai. Shirai had turned on Candice LeRae and they've been using a lot of kendo sticks uh, with each other and various weapons. I think they're going to continue with this feud and for that to happen Shirai needs to come out with a victory and show some dominance giving Candace the underdog a reason to come back and eventually get the ultimate victory over the newly healed Io Shirai. Then it's Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship against Mia Yim. I've said numerous times that Shayna should be dropping the title, but I'm not sure this time that Mia Yim is the right person to do it with. I did think it was time for Bianca Belair last time, but Mia, as much as I enjoyed her match against Matt Riddle at the Northern Tournament last year for Smash Wrestling, I'm not sure if it's her time to get the NXT Championship. If it is, then we probably will be seeing Shayna Baszler come up to the main roster, which already has a logjam of women in it. And while it would be nice to see somebody fresh in the main event or the main roster with the women, we got to deal with the women that they currently have first. With that said, I'm going to keep Shayna Baszler with the championship even longer. Then we have Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, and Roderick Strong in a triple threat match for the North American Championship. There's so many things going on with this because Velveteen Dream is one of the top stars uh, charismatically, popularity-wise, on the NXT roster. Pete Dunne, he's held the NXT UK or WWE United Kingdom Championship, whatever it wants to actually be called now, longer than anybody, and probably any championship for that matter in WD recent history so he has a lot going for him and then there's Roderick Strong he's had a lot of issues with Adam Cole as part of the uh, Undisputed Era and it'd be impressive for him to come back to the 
Undisputed Era carrying the North American Championship. I think that it has a lot of more intrigue going into future storylines. So I am actually going to go with Roderick Strong picking up the North American Championship in possibly a sneaky, upset way. Um, I see Pete Dunne dominating a lot. There's going to be a lot of mind games played with uh, Velveteen Dream. And it should be a very entertaining match with Roderick Strong pulling out the surprise victory. Then we have the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford, defending the NXT Tag Team Championships against the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. This is only the second time that the Street Profits have been on a takeover, and they won their titles the last time. Is this going to be a short reign to the effect of win it at one, lose it at the other? Quite possibly, because... Once again, just like Roderick Strong holding the North American Championship, the tag team titles held by Undisputed Era gives more fuel towards the main event. So I'm going to pick the Undisputed Era to be the new tag team champions for, I think, at least the third, maybe fourth time in NXT. Which then does bring us to the interesting storyline involving the NXT Championship as Adam Cole defends against Johnny Gargano. This has been a long feud between the two since Ciampa had to relinquish the championship and Adam Cole took his place. This is, I think, at least the third NXT takeover between these two gentlemen and the intensity has boiled over so much that William Regal has made it a two out of three falls match with each competitor picking a stipulation and if need be going to a third one which Regal will choose. There's a lot of rumors that there's a cage going to be set up and dangling from the ceiling so one would imagine if this does go to third fall William Regal will get involved call it a cage match and they will try and keep the rest of Undisputed Era away from the match which then puts the disadvantage, I think, on Adam Cole, where Gargano could ultimately win back the championship, celebrate with Tommaso Ciampa, and we'll see where it goes with those two in that regards. And it also then has Adam Cole, the leader of Undisputed Era, leaving without gold while the other three members are carrying a title. And we'll see how that goes over in their group. So I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano getting the upset over Adam Cole and not allowing Undisputed Era to have all the championships, much like how New Day and the OC have on Raw and SmackDown. Which brings us the next night to SummerSlam. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, Still don't know what's happening with Roman Reigns. They hinted at a lot of things, as I just mentioned, on SmackDown. But unless something happens between now and then, they're going to be like a last-minute decision adding to a match without really 
any advertising on SummerSlam. So currently there's 10 matches announced. Some have not been relegated to the pre-show, which is usually a two-hour pre-show. And SummerSlam is going to be hopefully not as long as WrestleMania was this year, but it's still going to be a long show. Breaking down these matches quickly, we have Drew Gulak defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Only Lorcan. I believe Gulak will retain his Cruiserweight Championship. I definitely had a feeling that Lorcan was going to be the number one contender in the six-pack challenge this week on 205 Live, but I don't think he's going to get the title just yet. Trish Stratus is going to go against Charlotte Flair, so you have the best female wrestler before the revolution, evolution, whatever it wants to be called, taking on Charlotte Flair, one of the WD Four Horsewomen, one of the most talented women on the roster right now, and she wants to be the queen of all eras. Unfortunately, I do see Trish losing in her hometown just to pass the torch, which is a good thing because I've always thought with those raw reunions and that that the older generation needs to pass the baton to the newer ones because if not we're just going to be living with a lot of nostalgia and what's going to happen in 10 years or whatever when they need to do another nostalgia show who has credibility to be brought back so I'm picking Charlotte to beat Tristratus Goldberg takes on Dolph Ziggler. This was revealed officially this past week on Monday when The Miz duped Dolph into signing a contract and then announced that the Miz-Dolph Ziggler match will actually happen on Monday, not on Sunday. And Dolph will now face Goldberg. This is probably going to be our squash match, obviously, because Goldberg cannot go long time. We saw that when he took on Undertaker, at least Dolph Ziggler can do a lot of bumping for Goldberg and make him look good. Goldberg's obviously going to take this. Finn Balor will take on Bray Wyatt, and Bray is going to be doing it as The Fiend, but we have not heard that Finn Balor is going to be the demon. I did enjoy the theory that was talked about on Aftermath this week. Imagine having the demon against the fiend and they realize that they actually have a lot in common, but that's not going to happen right now. There has been talk that Finn Balor is going to be requesting the rest of the summer off, at least, if not a little bit longer. So what better way to send Finn away than with a devastating victory, or in his case, loss, but victory for the Fiend in the Fiend's first official sort of match, even though we've seen Bray Wyatt for years. And that gives a reason to eventually maybe have the Demon come back and defeat the Fiend to put him at bay, like to be the person that can finally stop the reign of terror by the Fiend. But I see the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeating Finn Balor. 
Then we move on to AJ Styles defending the United States Championship against Ricochet. The tag team champions will be at his side, Gallows and Anderson. So there needs to be a way of counterbalancing that for Ricochet. I think the odds are too stacked against Ricochet, and AJ Styles will retain the United States Championship. Kevin Owens takes on Shane McMahon. Kevin was trying to get Shane to put his career on the line as well, and that he would have to lose I and mean, leave if he lost. But currently, the story only has if Kevin loses, he will have to quit WWE. That's not going to happen anytime soon, and it's about time that somebody in this case, Kevin Owens, puts Shane McMahon in his place and gets him off TV as he's taken up a lot of airtime that other people want and need. And this would be a great time then for to wrap up this whole thing with Shane and allow Eric Bischoff to bring in other people to take that place and step up to the plate. Kofi Kingston is going to defend his WWE Championship against Randy Orton. Randy Orton won his first WWE Championship, the world title, should I say, from Chris Benoit 15 years ago in this same arena, this Scotiabank Arena, now the, or formerly the ACC. And I don't know if Lightning is going to strike twice in the same building. This could be a thing where Kofi continues and it's not Randy's who's going to end Kofi's title reign. With that said, Kofi will retain his WWE Championship. Bailey defends her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Ember Moon. Moon could pick up the victory in this. Rumors have it that Sasha Banks could actually make her return during this event and if they want to turn her heel, this would be the perfect opportunity, whether she costs Bailey the title or it's a disqualification on behalf of Amber Moon because of Sasha's interference going after Bailey and Bailey retains and leads into Bailey versus Sasha finally with some sort of storyline there. With that said, I am going to go with Ember Moon becoming the new, no, no, the stuff calls is that Ember Moon's going to win, Bailey retains. Becky Lynch is going to defend the Raw Women's Championship against Natalia. This is going to be a hard one for the fans to uh, go with because... Natalia is a heart. She's Canadian. Are they going to cheer Natalia and boo Becky? That's going to be a hard sell because Becky, I think, is universally loved, even if it is in Bizarro Land, Toronto. And Becky will retain, and I still think Becky will have the fans full force supporting her. And that brings us to a final match with Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been battered and beaten the last two Mondays and is very worse for wear. However, he's also saying that he promises the fans that he is going to defeat Brock Lesnar and regain the Universal Championship.
this can go in so many different directions that, you know, I think Brock Lesnar is going to retain the Universal Championship, regardless of what ends up happening. I was just sitting here thinking that what happens if Seth is too injured and Roman needs to have a match and we insert Roman into the match against Brock Lesnar instead, but that's where we find out probably Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan have been behind all these attacks on Roman Reigns and cost Roman the Universal Championship and that sets them in motion going forward with Roman and Dana Bryan. But of course, Samoa Joe isn't around either. And I don't know. There could be another attack and a mystery match happens still with Eric and Bryan against Roman and Joe being a surprise match. So there's a lot to uh, go down this Sunday in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. You can catch it all on the WWE Network. Thank you once again for joining me for this edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. This is Sean, your host. Catch us on any of the 15 different outlets, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Podcoin, where you can earn money just for watching it. Also watch our YouTube series of the production line from the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory. And tune in next week when we run down all the results from the great action in Toronto. Also watch out for any of our live feeds on our Facebook page where Chris Maloney and I will be doing live discussions from the events on Saturday and Sunday. Till next time, have a great week.